Hey Brian. Hello Brian. Hey Al. I like OVW this week. I've not been able to say that for a long time. Still some confusions. And it's still not ideal. But I like it. There's some good stuff in the ring. I actually like a Luscious Lawrence match versus Damien Chambers. It is usual, but it's not poor. There's a really nice, long Lawrence vertical suplex. Very nice. And apparently they're going to be bringing back the Country Boy tournament. But don't come messing with the Country Boy. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They, they've. I mean, this tournament started in 1948, didn't it? So, you know, they've got the semi-finals coming up soon. God, it's been months. Anyway, we've got the leg drop from uh, Lawrence. The ass thing from Lawrence. I don't need... It's... Oh, dear. It's nasty. <laughs> and then a power slam for the pin. And it's all right. It's faster. It's more fluid. It's better. Now, last time I saw... I didn't see last week's. But the week before, we had... Cashflow doing the bullying thing, and it wasn't clear whether they were trying to turn him face or not. Too many bullies in here. Well, this week it's clearer. It's more ironic. He's got Josh Ascraft. Ascrack. Anyway, he's got Josh with him, who he doesn't. He doesn't contribute anything really, apart from pointing with a stick. That's it. Don't really need him, do you? And he's got a lot of people um, who probably are training. He brings Stevie G, G, D, Stevie DG, GGD in as well, and he's giving them a big chat about bullying. So now we know where we are. The irony is being played. It's much better. Okay, we're going to come back to this, but Al Snow then brings the Tate twins out, and then we get a chat about the belt that they won, which was the AWA Southern, was the AWA Southern title. He talks about the lineage, and he's very good at doing this, Al. It's really well done, actually. Mentions the Fabulous Ones, Lawler and Dundee, and many others. But they've got some new belts, and they unveil them. They're lovely, actually. They're golden, they're burnished. There's, the the the, uh, the plate on the front is smaller than you'd, you'd get these days. Harks back to the past. Really nice. And last week's uh, tag team gauntlet match, which I didn't see apparently, ended with an unfinished because a, a new tag team, who are the Iron Bear, Joe Coffey, and Brandon Espinosa. Isn't he the king of POW? Anyway, they've got a new tag team. So... Um, the tag team belts are going to be held up because of what the new tag team did last week. No finish, held up. Next event, it looks like, there'll be five teams in a ladder match. That's going to be a... Well, it could be a right mess. And then out come the new tag team, who are called the Recusants. Now, if you recuse something, it means that you sort of disqualify yourself from... Now, they're calling the recu- they're called the Recusants because they don't work by the rules. But really, what they really mean is that when they want to have a match, they can't because they're disqualified right from the beginning. It's probably the wrong name, so they can't get anywhere because they're instantly disqualified. Ignoring that for a minute, Al Snow says you can be in the already, I believe, overburdened 
five man tag team, five tag team match. You can be a six tag team if you can beat the Tate Twins now. The Tate Twins don't say to Al Snow, he is the boss, but they don't say, hang on a minute, what, what's in it for us? We're already in the tag team tournament match. You've already told us we're not champions anymore. So we're already cheesed off. Why would we fight these jokers now? But they do, because they're nothing if not bonky. It's all right. Tom Coffey throws them around a bit. There's nothing special. The Tate Twins don't get to do to do their uh, any of their selection of rather high-flying and rather good um, tag team moves. And in the end, Coffey gets the pin because Espinosa is adding some extra leverage. So there will be an even messier possibility in that ladder match. Now we're going back to the bully thing. Stevie G's puking, although he's clearly not. It sounds like he's puking, but then Cashflow says, don't you, don't you puke, you swallow it. Well, he wasn't really, he was just making a noise, basically. You see, he told him to do a thousand squats before we went to the to the Al Snow bit in the ring. Um, and then we've got, so he's, he, he's chewing them out. And there's a lovely line, actually, that he delivers rather well. And I just want to say that when I cook, when a bully comes, that's not, it's nice. It's, we know where we are now. Now, it might just be me being a little bit, um, not really understanding it last week. Perhaps I was a little bit foggy. But I don't think it was really clear the week before last, should I say. Now it is clear and it's better. What they do next, if they'd have left it there, that would have been fine and rather good, actually. What they do next is that they go to the ring and they have a chop challenge, a bully chop challenge. So they all get chopped. But, you know, they take their shirts off, including Stevie GDD. And he, um, and then they, he, he allows them all to chop him. They don't do it very well. And then he chops them all and they, and they fall down. So he does it to two blokes and then another one who's apparently all the way from Qatar. He's already got some some chop burn on his on his one of his pecs, and um, then he does it to Stevie G. Now he really needed something a bit different in there because you've just chopped three or four blokes and they've just fallen down. It didn't really. It was a long segment and he didn't really mean anything. Stevie G probably should have made you look a bit foolish so that you had to beat him up or something. That might have been a good way to go. Of course, at the end of it, you've got Mahabali Shira. Shira, Shira, wrestler of power. And he comes and beats him up and chops him and things like that. So if you'd have left it in the locker room, when Cashflow actually had quite a lot of control and was all right, really, then it might have been better. But it became incredibly boring. But don't worry, because Nick Dinsmore's coming back. He was an OVW scion. Now he's coming back to fight Jesse Goddard. Because, a bit like the Pope, when he came in, you don't need to work your way up to be a number one contender to fight Jesse Goddard. Anybody can do it. You just say, I think I'd like to come back to OVW. In that case, we'll make you the number one contender. Because rules don't matter. We then go to, um, oh, Jesse's not very happy with it. And neither, actually, am I. We, um, we then go to Brian and uh, Shannon, the dude. Can't hear him very well. Turn it up, will you? But making her debut is Miranda Gordy. Of course, she's the daughter of Bam Bam, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. And she recently won a title in SWE in Texas, Lubbock, Texas. And she's fighting Sierra, who apparently Hollywood Haley J, yeah, uh, is in prison. 
that's the storyline. So um, she might actually be in prison, but I doubt it. And so there'll be a fight between Danny Moe and, um, or rather a match, and Sierra to um, decide the winner of the held up women's title. That gives them a problem because Sierra needs some forward momentum here. We need to know that she can do it. But um, Miranda Gordy is, unless it's just a one-shot deal, is starting with your company tonight and they have announced it and ballyhooed it a bit. So what do you do? You probably shouldn't get them to fight each other, should you? Well, it's a power match. There's a little bit of toing and froing, but Sierra wins. So on Gordy's first match, you've bigged her up as starting with the company and then she lost her first match. You've buried her already, unless she's going. Why would you do that? Okay, the last thing is the Ryan Howe concert. He's got an acoustic guitar. He he talks about honouring the company because this is called Tribute to Champions. So we haven't heard anything about that for the last hour. Maybe this is what maybe this is the reason why we're calling it that. So he he calls out Jesse Goddard's who's one champion, and Omar Amir, who's another champion. Doesn't mention the tag team champions, doesn't mention the, uh, any of the other champions, the Rush, Rush division, is it called? Champion or anything like that. And they come out, why would you? Anyway, he gives Jesse Goddard a tambourine and he talks about, and I think he just gets, gets confused here, I hope he does, he talks about Omar Amir being from the islands and therefore having rhythm and, you know, and giving him a set of maracas. Now, I mean, I know Ryan House supposed to be a heel, because I think they started with a, as a face, but people got cheesed off with his guitar antics, so now he's a heel. But I'm not massively comfortable with that kind of comment. But anyway, he starts to um, to play, and he's writing a he's got a song where they're where he's telling telling them how crap they both are. Um, and it, it would work this if it was just Omar Amir. Because he's a good guy. But you've got Jesse Goddard, who's a bad guy. So eventually, Omar Amir gets angry and um, and argues with Jesse, actually, which allows Ryan Howe to smack him with a guitar. It's a rigged guitar. And it doesn't half. It doesn't half explode. It's, it's good, actually. It looks good. But So Omar's the good guy. There you go. If it was just that, it would be clear. Ryan Howe's the bad guy, Omar Amir's the good guy, set up a programme between the two. We've got Jesse Goddard in there as well. And he's laughing like a drain. And then Ryan Howe smacks him with, a, with another guitar and leaves them lying on the floor, on the mat, while he gets his double eight electric and shreds for no reason. There's nothing to it, it's just a series, it's just a series of notes. It's got no dynamic. And neither is this segment. It's very confusing. Ryan Howe is supposed to be a bad guy. There's, there are three people holding up Ryan Howe sucks. So what's the point of this? Because he's attacked the good guy. That's how you usually set it up. But he's also attacked another guy we don't like. So what does that mean? Is he setting himself up as an uber heel? That he hates good guys and heels? Maybe he is. But I'm not quite sure why they did it. It's confusing. And some of this was confusing this week. But it was better 
better, Brian, better. And that is something I'm glad to say. Ta-ta. Thank you.